Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I'm thrilled you can be here with me today. I'm thrilled I can be here every day. (laughs) Every day I show up, I am so happy to be doing what I do. And today is not an exception, even though it's raining, even though it's, it's just gloomy. I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be alive, to be doing my life, to be sharing with you, to be snuggling with Toulouse. And just enjoying, enjoying candlelight, whatever, whatever is up and about, I'm enjoying it. So um, it doesn't mean like I enjoy everything, but the things I don't enjoy, I look at as situations or opportunities to clear something, to recognize that something is off with me or, well, always with me, and that it's something that I can make, I can I want to make adjustments, something I can bring my attention to so that I can release it, shift it, expand it, catch it up to the rest of me. So that's what I like to do. So um, I want to go deeper today with the idea of, of really, you know, just loving yourself. And it's about accepting all the parts of who you are. You know, we can't just love ourselves when it's easy or just love ourselves because we're, we've been good today and we deserve it. <laughs> like, it's about embracing all aspects of ourselves. And, and truly, I mean aspects. Like the truth of who you are is absolutely lovable. There is, you are unconditional love. How is that not lovable? You are unconditional love. But then we put on all of these programs and beliefs and, and um, covers and, and shadows and all of this stuff in this reality. And there is still nothing unlovable about you. However, there is this illusion that you've kind of coded yourself in to make a point, right? So... We adopt these illusions, anything less than unconditional love, anything um, anything not love is illusion. So we've coded ourselves in these. And why? Um, the ultimate why, I do not know. But perhaps it is just merely to remember again who we are because there is so much joy in remembering and meeting ourselves again. There's, it, there's just such a bliss in it. <clears throat> so perhaps... It is to come back to that, you know, because when we, when we wake up in this reality, we forget that's part of the deal. We forget who we are. And so it makes sense that in the forgetting, um, the game is to remember, you know, what if this reality is a matrix game to remember and then step into the full joy of co-creating once again. So it's, it's an exciting space to be in. We have this ability to have contrast here, which we do not have anywhere else. And since we don't have contrast in other places, all we experience in other places is unconditional love. 
So here we have the contrast because I true I believe, truly, truly believe that without the contrast, we cannot create. Because without the contrast, everything is perfect, everything is sublime. And to expand consciousness is a creative process. To create, we have to find something is is lacking or inspiring us to create, right? And what is the inspiration if we just feel unconditional love? It's that offness. It's that walking into a space and going, hmm, uh, it, it's too cold in this corner. I'm going to go sit on that couch. That is contrast, you know, the contrast. Um, this doesn't taste good, but I love the way this tastes, so I'm going to eat this. But what if you're creating, right? And how does the contrast show up then? Um, it would be uh, you are making something in your kitchen and you're tasting it and you're like, wow, that just doesn't taste quite right. I think it needs a little acid in it. I think it needs some uh, onion. I think it, you know, it, it needs, uh, it's missing this. So I'm going to get this and put it in. That is the contrast. And without ego, we could not have made those measurements. We couldn't have done it. Because the ego is the judge, right? And we've just misused it all these years by using it to judge ourselves as lacking. And then we took it even further and said, because we are lacking, we do not deserve love. It was never intended for that purpose. Ego was always just a tool to help us create. So what if, okay, let's just take an example. You know, my daughter's really awesome. Um, for doing examples with. And when my daughter can't do something well, uh, she uses, sometimes, you know, we all do this, she'll say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough or I screwed up or I'm, I, I made a mistake and I messed up. And what if she took that screw up to mean something else? What if the screw up was part of the creative process. Um, and it was saying, uh, maybe you uh, should not be practicing right now. Or maybe switch songs. Maybe we want to work on a different song right now. Say she's practicing her guitar and um, she's messing up a lot. Maybe it's just to realign frequency and raise frequency so the frequency is in alignment with not only what she wants to accomplish, but what she wants to experience, all right? Forget the accomplishment. This is what we want to experience. And if she's experiencing a really bad practice, part of that is coming from judgment. Judgment is possibly, um, in this case, telling her that she's in the wrong frequency. She's in the wrong frequency. So this is all like really amazing opportunity to change it up to embrace <clears throat> embrace the moment and <clears throat> and what you want to create so um when we're feeling bad and we've used ego inappropriately it's good to take a step back and when we take a step back and take a step out of it become the watcher we can actually see better we can see this often with other people much easier than with ourselves, but it's time to start practicing it on ourselves. And I really personally like the, the physical action of literally stepping back. Like I'm in it, and then what if I 
take a step back. Like I will physically do that to get my perspective. And it's funny because I can now um, physically, well, I do it in my head. So I'll imagine myself just stepping out of the circle of that experience. If you imagine there's a bubble or a circle drawn around the experience and that you can just step outside that circle and now you have the full view of what's going on. It's pretty cool. So uh, loving yourself is going to mean taking a good hard look at the illusions that you've included in this experience. So the, the illusions include our bodies. It includes, um, it includes our beliefs and the programs we've been taught and trained. I mean, I was trained some doozies around the Catholic Church. And they weren't intended to be hostile or malicious programs. But when they are that, when they become that, they are no longer serving anyone because God did not ever intend for us to fear. However, if you're, if you're in a lower frequency where fear is your, your reality, and 3D is fear, guys, and we've lived in a 3D reality for a long time and it's based on fear. So from there, from this 3D of fear, we actually know a God of vengeance or anger, you know, because we have to create a God that is the opposite, is the match for fear. And so we'd have to, you know, it's not a God of fear. It's a God of vengeance because now we have something to fear. And so we've, we've made our world to be a match to our personal reality. Now, if we step into 5D, if we make that shift, if we leave behind the beliefs and programs that are 3D related, we leave behind the illusion uh, and we step into 5D and we're in unconditional love. This is why this creates a whole different viewpoint of the world. Now we are experiencing a God of love, a God of unconditional love, a God that loves you and knows only the truth of who you are. That's a very different experience. And it's funny because ever since my daughter was young, she's never really feared me. And I think that's because we've anchored our relationship in love. And as best as I'm possible to be conscious minute to minute, unconditional love. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect at that. But um, because, you know, I see when programs come up and I'll play them out initially. And then I'll realize these are not working. This is not a good part of my... um. This is not a good part of my reality that I want to continue. So then I'll undo them. And I'll even have a talk with Bella when I undo it. I'll tell her how I behaved and how inappropriate it was and how it doesn't serve the greater picture. Because I want her to know I'm on point with my own personal growth. Not just here to mold hers, you know. So, ah, this is really good stuff, you know. Because we all want that experience that is understanding, is compassionate, is empathetic, loving, fun, joyful, bliss. We all want this. And it's possible in everything we do. We can enjoy our work. You know, and see, some of the programs that I think are are happening and they're being undone is um, programs like you have to work nine to five to be a, a productive employee. Um, 
you have to wear certain clothes, <laughs> you have to I, work in a certain location to be productive. These are programs right now that due to our current circumstances are being broken down. And it's very fascinating. Um, and, and it started, you know, earlier than that with um, certain tech jobs and stuff where people were given a lot more freedom. And it was recognized that for the creative brain to thrive, it has to follow the inspired action. And inspired action isn't about sitting in a chair for eight hours a day, which is what our schools train us to do. So there's just this flux happening now. And it's up to you to recognize, like if you're sitting in your chair and you just don't feel like sitting anymore, don't force yourself to sit some more. Do a different position. Take a break. Go for a walk. You know, like start honoring the body and what it's communicating with you. The body is a great tool and it's helping us to recognize when we're in alignment and when we're not. That is really, that is that tool. You know, we got these tools. The body is the tool that helps us to know if we're in alignment and it gives us a little nudge on how to get back in alignment. Follow the inspired action. It feels light when things are in alignment. It feels heavy when things are not in alignment. Then we have the mind tool. The mind tool is phenomenal. It's like a file keeper. It's a resource for going through and rationalizing and justifying and defending ideas and thoughts based on on um, documentation that it has. It has all these files. Now, the mind also is capable of making things up, but it only makes things up within the realm it knows. That's it. Within the realm of capability of its own knowing, the ego is a tool for contrast, recognizing what is off so that we can create new we can create better. We can create beyond what's ever been created before for the purpose of expanding consciousness. My favorite definition. I've got these awesome definitions I just love, and that's one of them. <clears throat> all right. And then <clears throat> at the root of all of this is you. Unconditionally love you. And you're perfect and gorgeous and your light and your, your beam of consciousness that came into this reality to... Uh, to create, to be a creator, to be a co-creator. So welcome, welcome to your co-creator life. And now, now uh, it's time to get on with the co-creative process. And what does that look like for you? And for you today, if you're just starting, that might just look like uh, awareness that your body is speaking to you. It might look like uh, coloring in a coloring book. It might look like planting a flower. It might look like taking a bath. Um, you know, when we get into a new relationship as creators, let's just take this to the physical level. If suddenly I found myself in a relationship with a new person, say we got set up at work or something and we had to do a project together, we are going to want to take time to get to know who each other is. I mean, it could be a lunch, it could be coffee, it could be a, a weekend, but we are going to want to get to know who each other are so that we know how, where we are meeting and where we are coming together at. So take time to get to know your partners. Your partners are ego, mind, body. Body's phenomenal and body is going to help you recognize when you're on point and when you're off, when you're in alignment, when you're out of alignment. Ah, It's going to help you to notice the inspired action, and it's going to assist you in recognizing when you've had personal expansion. These are all such amazing and delightful things. All right, so I've given you a lot to think about today. 
this was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. One-to-ones are always available. You are welcome to call me for a one-to-one. And let's see, what else do we have going on? Oh, not much. I'm just sending you such huge hugs, so much love, and just reminding you to just relax. Love you. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.